Greetings, everybody, and welcome back to episode 60 of Extreme EvoCast, an all-purpose Pokemon podcast. We talk about news, trivia, and everything related to Pokemon. Uh, I have gotten, it seems, my comeuppance for the lazy saga uh, that I that I coined sort of last, or I think two what two episodes ago. I have no idea. Uh, that the entire past few episodes have been a bit of a blur for me, just like in general. <laughs> um, and I have been very, very lazy, you know, as as the name sort of suggests. But uh, it's time to get my, my act together because, good lord, there are so many things to talk about today. Uh, the lazy saga, I would say, is over there for now. Uh, mostly because you know, th- things are actually happening in in the in the land of Pokemon. Things are going on. News is being news are being released. Games are being released. Things like that. Things are happening. Uh, so I uh, am excited. You know, I I actually have some things to do today. I have some things to talk about with you today. Um, before I continue, though. I am, of course, your wonderfully bodacious host, Lily Sion. And, uh, take a drink of my coffee here. I'm, you know, I'm chilling today. <laughs> it's actually, like, not super late at night. It's, like, in the, it's in the afternoon. Uh, so I actually, you know, uh, a little bit different than when I usually record these. But, you know, nonetheless, let's, uh, let's get into it. Like I said, there are so many things <laughs> to talk about today. Um, first of all, there is a new sort of TCG thing happening today. We have a lot of news, uh, uh, you know, a lot of news, specifically in the merch department. I don't actually, uh, I'm, not, I'm actually kind of surprised about that. Um, and then we do, you know, unlike the Lazy Saga, um, because it's officially over, I suppose, um, I actually have a topic for today. And uh, it's not like a huge thing. It's literally just... That Pokemon Unite got a new trailer, uh, and it's cool, and I want to talk about it. Um, but other than that, I, mean, I, I you know everything is going to go sort of smoothly, or as things usually go. Um, and very strange, not strange, but like new, you know, new and interesting. There's a new TCG sort of like gimmick <laughs> um, called V Union. Um, the V Union cards. This is coming from Sarabi.net. Uh, they allow for you to create bit powerful Pokemon cards with up to eight different moves and abilities by pooling together four different cards. So you remember a long, like a while ago, those cards like of like Lugia and Ho-Oh that were like, oh, you put two cards together to make one big card. Well, yeah, they're doing that even. They're they're doubling it. Uh, now there's four <laughs> cards and you just get like one giant card and you can switch them out you can change them and swap them to to to, to sort of to you know what with whatever move or ability you want that's that's it <laughs> uh and so far there's greninja zacian and mewtwo um and you know actually a, a while uh, in past episodes of evocast it wasn't really able to give my thought my thoughts on the TCG things because I didn't really understand the TCG, but uh, recently I've been playing the TCG, so I kind of understand the rules now. Um, and it says uh, it g- they give you three prize cards when defeated, which is insane. That's like half the game. You need you need to collect six prize cards to win. Uh, so if you defeat this, you get three. 
You need all four cards in your discard pile in order for to, in order to play them, and you can only play one of each species in your deck and once per game. So once per game, you have to have all four pieces. You have you know, uh, and when you defeat it, you essentially win half the game. <laughs> so it's 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 like they're going big or go, going home. I guess is the is the best analogy I have for this. You know, it's like they're they're putting it up to the max, the V max, if you will. It's like. Jesus, you know, <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, like, like I said, you remember those, those two, those cards that was like, oh, you know, you, you combine them together. But if, oh, if you defeat them, like EX cards, you know, if you defeat them, you get two prize cards. That's double what you normally get. Now you just get three if you beat these. It's like they're, they're bumping it up. Next, they're going to release like a, like a, like a six, like a four by four, 16 card, card. And when you beat it, you beat the whole game. It's essentially you're playing against a boss fight. Um, anyway, but I digress. That's pretty cool. Uh, I'm excited to see uh, what sort of other Pokemon they release for this. And it says we currently have full details and translations in our V Union special set section. So if you want to look at like the translations, and because uh, they're currently in Japanese right now, but if you want to look at all of them and and see more detail, obviously you can go to Serapy. That's a very common theme on this podcast. If you have more that you want to learn about it from just me talking about it, you can go over to Serapy. And take a look, because that's where I get most of my information from. Moving on, but not really, because we have one more thing to talk about with the TCG. Uh, The Chilling Rain TCG set that I talked about a little while ago is out. Uh, I believe that was on... What day was that? That was on the 18th, so uh, like five or six days ago (laughs) from the recording of this episode. Uh, So it's been out for a little while. Um, The TCG set, Sword and Shield TCG set, Chilling Rain... Contains over 200 cards, various Pokemon, including V, Pokemon V and Pokemon V Max, and is focused around the Crown Tundra. So it's literally just like the Crown Tundra of TCG set, uh, but it's out. I, I talked about this one a couple episodes ago, I think, and uh, it has been released. And, okay, <laughs> so like you know that I like to sort of, uh, you know, separate things into like. Um, you know, into into sections. So this is sort of just like the default news, like the basic news, and it doesn't really fit into it in, in, into its own category. Um, and the final one for this sort of like default news is uh, an interesting one. The Pokemon Company has announced a new aviation program, Pokemon Air Adventures, which in Japan it's known as the Flying Pikachu Project, which I will say is so much better than Air Adventures. Uh, this starts with a new Pikachu jet <laughs> and partners with the Japanese aviation company Skymark. These will fly domestically and they will be Pokemon-designed buses, trains, and airport gates. Special in-flight merchandise will also be offered and more collaborations are planned worldwide, including with Singapore's Scoot Airlines. So this is like the the very first part of Pokemon's eventual takeover of the entire world. <laughs> They're, now they're now they're taking over our planes, our buses, and our our airport gates. Like, <laughs> imagine going to the airport with like your five year old kid, and it's just like Pikachu's there, and he's an entire plane, and it's like you, you you know, you're about to get like checked your bags, and there's a there's a a Pikachu shaped airport gate, and like a, a you know a person dressed in a Pikachu like mascot costume who like checks your bags and pats you down. You know, and then you get on a Pikachu plane and you get Pikachu like pretzels and Pikachu toys to play with on your Pikachu flight to Pikachu land <laughs> because that's apparently what they're doing here. Uh, no, but I mean, like, this is really cool. I I think that it's 
interesting. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this. Like, it's, it's a Pikachu plane. It, literally. It's, it's, do I have to say anything else? It's a Pikachu plane. And, you know, like, uh, I think it's interesting that they're that they're branching out. And, you know, as a company, you know, they're sort of doing more than just making video games. But, like, wah huh? That's all. I guess that's sort of my thoughts on the situation, huh? And also why? And also this is cool. Anyway, let's move on to um the you know the 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 trio of of news sections that we have. I guess it's not really a trio anymore. It's more of a more of a four four man group. Um, but let's start with the two lesser of the of the four. Um, Pokemon Cafe Mix is literally just getting. Uh, one thing, Sobble is coming back. <laughs> Sobble is returning June 30th. Oh, no, it runs until June 30th, sorry. Uh, and also, Pokemon Cafe Mix, uh, as mentioned recently, is getting sort of an overhaul. Uh, and I think that there is a beta. Yeah, here we go. Uh, closed beta is going to run for the new features at a later point in Japan, with signups starting today. So if you live in Japan, which I doubt, uh, you... There's a new beta coming out for Pokemon Cafe Mix. Um, it's, you know, new features. I talked about this a little while ago. There's some new things happening uh, with Cafe Mix, like overhauls of, of the, you know, of this of the sort of the formula, I guess. Um, so they're getting sort of a new big update uh, to this game. And uh, they're releasing a beta in Japan where you can, I assume, try out some of these new features. And similarly, Pokemon Masters EX is not really getting anything new. <laughs> uh, it's mostly just Pokemon Go and uh, other things. But like, you know, I mean, it's fine. It's getting some stuff. Like, uh, there's a new solo event called the Town Square Street Fair. Excuse me. <clears throat> My throat is doing some weird things. Um, it is uh, based on the uh, based on four members of Alola, uh, which it seems to be... Oh my god, I can't remember these, these characters' names. Cowie, Lana, I think that's right. Hala, you know, yep. Uh, and um, what looks like the Masked Royale, like Professor Kukui in his like in his wrestler mask. And that is actually right because, uh, yeah, okay, I I was correct with these characters' names. There's so the 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 sync pairs are, uh, Lana and Araquanid. There's Kiawi and Alolan Marowak, um, Hala and Crabominable, and the Mast Royale, aka Professor Kukubi, and um, Incineroar. So it's sort of like a like a four, like you know, like a four person um, kind of event, uh, which is cool. You know, um, it says it has a total of four scouts, new sync pairs. Provides a story focused around various characters from Alola, and it runs from Friday, June 11th. So it's actually been out for a while now. Um, but, you know, that is exciting, and that is actually um, the only thing other than just, like, one other repeat, which I think is Dawn? Yeah. The Star of the Contest, uh, a story event with a sync pair of Dawn and Turtwig, and it runs um, from Thursday, June 24th, so tomorrow. All right, uh, the last bit of news in our trio of news announcements is Pokemon Go, of course. <laughs> Pokemon Go gets all the attention, uh, the favorite child of the, the three. Uh, but uh, there is actually some interesting things going on. Uh, first of all, 
it has been revealed that Meloetta, you know, the, the, the legendary Pokemon that everyone forgets about, will be the sort of face of the Pokemon Go Fest 2021. Um... I believe that you can get like a you can get one if you sign up for it or if you if you attend you can like you can get a free Meloetta. So if you want Meloetta, you know, buy your ticket to the Pokemon Go Fest. Um Shadow Hollow is coming to Pokemon Go. Uh it's added to Ju- uh, from June 17th, which so it's already been it's already been implemented uh until September 1st. Uh it'll run it will run alongside new Team Go Rocket Special Research. Um, so you can get Shadow Hollow. <laughs> uh, there was a new event called the, uh, the Solstice event that ran from June 17th to June 20th. So I, we, we missed it, you know, talking about it on this podcast. Uh, it introduced Shiny Regigigas to the game and Lunatone, Solrock, and Sveal, uh, appeared in the wild for all players. As well as some, some other Pokemon, like, in, in the different hemispheres, but I'm not gonna go over it, because it's already over. Um, but that's interesting. Cool that uh, Solrock and Ludotone are getting some love. And speaking of Pokemon Go events, the next one, um, it is running from June 25th to July 1st, and is Bidoof Breakout. Uh, Bidoof will learn several moves through charged TMs. So, it, it'll also be available shiny. Um, and it will appear more in the wild. So it's sort of like a mini community day because like the, the, the B-Doofs that you catch can learn special moves. They can be shiny, uh, and you get like extra, you know, capture experience and stuff. So interesting. Also a B-Doof hat. <laughs> B-Doof breakout. So they're, you know, B-Doof is, B-Doof is getting some love, uh, in the next couple days from the 25th to the 1st of July. Um, and yeah, there you go. A lot of, uh, like, just, like, uh, random events happening in Pokemon Go. It's interesting. Um, speaking of events, one more, I promise. Uh, the Tepig Community Day has been revealed for the next Community Day, uh, and that is being held on July 3rd. You know, sort of a continuation of the, um, of the, the Unova starters, you know, um, like we we've talked a long 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 time ago in this podcast i talked about the sort of pattern that they were doing and it actually seems like they're doing a different pattern now maybe they listened to me uh and said and they heard me that they sort of like will run out of pokemon if they just keep doing it in the way they do because now they're stretching them out between two so it was snivy and then swablu and gibble and now it's tepic so before they always used to do the starter of that, like, of the next generation, and then a random Pokemon, and then the starter, and then a random Pokemon, and then a starter. But now, it seems like they're stretching them out between two. Maybe because they know that they don't have enough time <laughs> uh, to do every starter before, you know, before they have to eventually release the next generation. Uh, I assume they have, like, every single community day planned out until, like, the end of time, so... Um, it makes sense that they would know when they're going to run out, but, um, they are doing, you know, a, uh, a pattern still, uh, with, with the Unova starters. And, um, it seems that they've noticed their mistake or, you know, mistake their time crunch in that they won't be able to, uh, make it in time before. Cause like they haven't done the Kalos starters yet. I assume the Kalos starters are, are next and then they'll probably release the Alola starters before they're done. I assume that's sort of why they're doing that you know it's up for interpretation but there's no real way of knowing but that's sort of what i can tell maybe maybe they just 
maybe this is a one-off thing. Who knows? I mean, it's literally only been one time. <laughs> they just, just maybe they just decided to do Swablu and Gibble in between Tepic and Snivy, and then they're going to go back to every other. But who knows? And finally, uh, last but not least, for the Pokemon Go news, uh, they're doing a sort of like a like a like a crossover between the trading card game. Um, this is coming again from Cerebi. The Pokemon Company and Niantic have announced the first Pokemon Go tie-in po- Pokemon trading card. Uh, the card is focused on Professor Willow. It is to be released globally through a variety of places, and when you get it, you'll also get a special code that gives you access to special research that features Melton. In Japan, you can get the card when purchasing TCG products from July 9th or in Sushiro stores, and in the US and Canada, players who purchase Pokemon Go products, complete research in Pokemon Go, or participate in the Pokemon League events will receive Professor Willow's card. So it's like a like a promotion. They're like, hey, if you play Pokemon Go, you'll get this cool card based on Pokemon Go. That's cool. And then it's sort of like a double over, you know? You... You do research in Pokemon Go, and then you get this card, and it allows you to do more research. So it's like a, hey, you know, thanks for playing our game. You want to play our game even more? Here's some more things you can do in our game, which you had to do in order to get this opportunity to play the game more. Congratulations. But, you know, all things considered, uh, a pretty cool crossover. I'm not going to lie. I think uh, I think that they, if they did things like this more often, I would not be upset. It's a very, very interesting and uh, cool way of doing it. Now, hello. Uh, I'm saying hello because I, it is about four or five hours later <laughs> since when I recorded that episode. Or the part, first part of this episode. Uh, for you, mere seconds. But for me, a couple hours. So if I sound different, uh, that's why. Let's move on to the merch uh, section of the news before we move on to the main sort of uh, things going on today. Uh, and we have a lot of things to talk about. So surprisingly, actually, I'm not going to lie. Um, usually the merch section is just sort of, you know, filled with a few things that I found interesting. But there's a lot, a lot of things. Uh, first of all, the most of these merch um present you know sort of presentations are coming from pokey jungle uh the twitter account which uh shows a lot of merch uh on their account pretty much solely merch um so i use that as my outlet for getting information on um the merch coming out soon um first up we have three inch uh 25th anniversary silver figures uh coming from the company Jazzwares, um featuring pikachu bulbasaur squirtle and charmander Um, and (laughs) similarly, kind of strangely, I know that we like, you know, I know that, uh, we have a whole segment for it, plentiful plushies, but I'm going to talk about this because it sort of ties into it. There's also a silver Pikachu plushie. Uh, and (laughs) I don't understand. It's, it's, it's like metal Mario, you know, but like Pikachu, it's just like, it's just a completely chromed over silver Pikachu, and I honestly don't really know why it exists. But, you know, uh, it is what it is. Uh, there is a apron. If you want to do some grilling with your favorite Pokemon, uh, there's an apron uh, coming to the, the U.S. and Canadian Pokemon Center called Pokemon Summer Days Grilling Apron. Uh, it has Pikachu with a cute little apron and, like, a hat on uh, on the front, and it's an apron. <laughs> a Pokemon apron. What else? What else? What else? What else can they not do? First, we get P- 
Pikachu planes, Pikachu airports, and now we have Pikachu aprons for all your Pikachu grilling. I think that with the Pokemon company, the sky's the limit. I don't think I don't think they're ever going to stop. I think they're I don't I think they're they're dead set on making uh, a piece of merchandise for every single possible thing they could uh, with Pikachu's face on it. Taking a break from the the the, the eventual takeover of everything Pikachu, uh, new Funko Pops, which is exciting for me actually. I I really like the Funko Pops specifically because they're adding a Funko Pop of one of my favorite Pokemon. Uh, there's a Charizard Funko Pop, and it actually looks pretty good. Um, like the 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 Charizard Funko Pop is pretty well detailed. It's not actually that uh not actually that bad. And actually, there's a tweet here that says. Charizard's got so many forms that it's now invading the physical world, <laughs> and I think that's a perfect uh, representation of how, how, how Nintendo or Game Freak absolutely adores Charizard and everything related to Charizard. Um, but so do I. <laughs> See, the problem here is that I also love Charizard, and I'm I'm not opposed to this at all. I absolutely love Charizard, and I'm really looking forward to this Funko Pop, uh, as well as a sitting Pikachu. Uh, Funko Pop, which is fine. It's literally just the same Pikachu, but sitting down. Uh, and Horsey, which is one that I don't think anyone was expecting. I think they're eventually going to go through every single Gen 1 Pokemon. And for some reason, they're starting with the iconic uh, Charizard of Pikachu and Horsey. Uh, but, you know, that's fine. <laughs> uh, next are some things that maybe could be argued to be unplentiful plushies. Uh, but there is a... Um, there There's sort of merchandise coming from... Um, the, the, like, Pokemon Go inspired, uh, line, it's sort of like, like, outfits that are in, um, in Pokemon Go as available as accessories for your trainers, but now they're in real life. So Pokemon Go is not only, uh, real life, you know, sort of like it allows you to, to walk around in real life and catch Pokemon. Now you can just be a, the same Pokemon trainer, but in real life. Uh, there's a Gengar backpack, a Magikarp hat, a Mimikyu hat, and an egg incubator backpack, which honestly is really cool. I really like the egg incubator. I kind of want it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, they're not available for purchase right now, which is upsetting to me. Yeah, they're not there. Or they're there, but they're not available for purchase. It just says that they're sold out. So who knows when those are coming, um, but it's still exciting. And finally, another uh, prime example of Charizard existing in physical form because it has too many forms now. Uh, there's a Charizard figure uh, from Jazzwares, the same people who made the silver Pikachu, or the silver, uh, yeah, the silver Pikachu um, sort of figures, or, you know, whatever they are, charms. Uh, there is a Charizard one with like articula articulated, <laughs> tried, I tried to come up with a new word there, articulatable, you know, they're able to be articulated. Uh, but no, I mean, it actually looks really good. It can fly. It has like a, like a flyable stand. It has a, a standing one, uh, as well as a sneak peek on the box itself, um, for more coming in the future. Uh, series one of the sort of same, uh, line is a Rayquaza. Uh, Greninja and Articuno, which is uh, cool. I might actually get this Charizard one. As you know, as I just explained, I really like Charizard. <laughs> uh, it's a sneak peek. It's going to be available this fall. And if you want to get a better look at it, um, you can uh, obviously go to Poke Jungle, the Twitter account, uh, to see it. In all honesty, like it's really not that bad. It looks a little bit like a toy. I mean, it's exactly what it is. But like, it's not like a, you know, it's not like a Nendroid figure, but it's, it looks, it looks fine for what it is.
Okay, listen, I know what you're saying to yourself. You're tired of the merch. I am too. Well, I'm going to do, I'm going to do plentiful plushies and then we're going to move on. <laughs> uh, everyone loves plushies, of course. That's, you know, uh, it's the best thing to end on. Plushies, uh, this time are pretty plentiful. I'm glad going with the namesake. Uh, we have, of course, the silver Pikachu that I mentioned before, uh, as well as a giant sleeping Pikachu, uh, which I think is, uh, like, I, I don't think that's new. I think that's just, like, a rerun of the Sleeping Pikachu. Because, uh, like, I have a Sleeping Glaceon, and I'm pretty sure that they would have done Pikachu if they released that. So, I imagine that is just a rerun of the Sleeping Pikachu. Uh, there are, there's a whole, like, entire set of plushies you can get. And, like, an entire set of, like, other things called uh, relaxed Pokemon. Uh, and it, it is absolutely adorable. <laughs> uh, it comes with like stickers and, you know, pillows and things like that. But most importantly, uh, the plushies of Pikachu, Grookey, Eevee, and Yamper, uh, as well as seeing this now, Squovit and Morpico, uh, in like very sleepy little cute poses, having a nice relaxed day. You know, that's the point. It's relaxed. Pokemon relax. There's like head, there's face masks, there's socks, you can truly relax with these Pokemon. And there's even some, like, you know, official art to go with the release of this, of the, uh, the line of merch. So, uh, it's all very cute, all very relaxing. <laughs> and I was waiting until the end to talk about this because, good lord, it, it, this is technically part of the relax set, but I felt like it deserved its own sort of mention. Um, there's a giant pillow of Yamper's butt that you can sleep on. You can put your hand inside, not of Yamper's butt. It's like a hole in the side where you can put your hands, sort of like a like a hoodie pocket situation. Uh, and it's a giant plush of Yamper's butt, and you can rest your face on it and relax. Uh, it's available in Japan. Unfortunately, I don't know if it's available in the U.S., but it, it is still available, uh, in Japan. And it is literally what it, what, I mean, what I just said. It's a giant plush of Yamper's butt. A disembodies Yamper's butt. Uh, and you can sleep on it. I'm not going to go into the implications of that, but it's, a, it is adorable, I will say. <laughs> I'm glad that Pokemon are taking such a focus on Yamper's butt, uh, putting so many, so many lines of merch and so many things about Yampers, but certainly nothing, nothing bad to come from that. But anyway, let's move on. Um, there is a line of uh, new Evolution plushes, which is very interesting to me because I am, I, I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the, on this podcast actually, but I am, I have a goal in my life to collect every single possible Glaceon plushie that I possibly can. And I have 10. Nine if you count the fact that one of them is a duplicate. Well, actually, no, I think 10 if you if you are, are not counting the duplicate. So 11 if you count the duplicate. Um, and they just released a new one. And I'm mad because it's a three-pack. And I don't want Sylveon and Leafeon. No offense to Sylveon and Leafeon, but I don't want Sylveon and Leafeon. I just want the Glaceon. But it's a $35 set of the three plushies. And I'm mad that I can't just buy Glaceon. <laughs> Because I want the, it's a new Glaceon plushie and I want it, but you can buy the three pack, uh, you can, 
uh, is exclusively through GameStop, and you can pre-order it if you are worried about stock issues. Uh, but yeah, there's a, it's literally just Glaceon, Leafeon, and Sylveon sitting down. Uh, but I'm always glad to have new Evolution merch, mostly because I'm trying to collect all the Glaceon ones. Anyway, I've heard your pleas. No more news, no more merch. Uh, and I have come to bring that to heart. Uh, we are moving on uh, to our very first segment of today. Everybody's favorite segment, where we talk about a random Pokemon every single episode. Today's Pokemon is number 436. I'll, of course, give you a second to try and guess if you want. It's Bronzor. <laughs> uh, Bronzor is a dual-type Steel Psychic Pokemon introduced in Generation 4, and it evolves into Bronzong starting at level 33. Uh, Bronzong is the bronze Pokemon. It has the abilities Levitate or Heat Proof or Heavy Metal as its hidden ability. Uh, 255 Catch Rate. I don't know why I talked about the catch rate this time. I've literally never done that. <laughs> gender ratio of nothing, because it's genderless. Um, it is one foot eight or 0.5 meters or a hundred or and 133.4 pounds or 60.5 kilograms. Bronzor is an interesting Pokemon. I uh I've always really liked Bronzong as a Pokemon, but Bronzor has always just sort of been like I don't know, there. Bronzor is very nostalgic for me for some reason. It, it, it reminds, Bronzor is like the peak Pokemon that reminds me of like playing through Diamond and Pearl as a kid and Platinum and enjoying it. Mostly just because like, you never see this Pokemon anywhere else. <laughs> you only ever see it like just when you're playing through Pokemon Diamond and Pearl or Pokemon Platinum and you, you know, you find it in like Mount Coronet and you just see Bronzor and you're like, oh yeah, Bronzor. I like Bronzor, you know, I like Bronzong, I like Bronzor, and it's like, you never see it anywhere else, so it exists purely in your mind as a nostalgic reminder of playing through Diamond and Pearl as a kid, at least that's how it works for me. Um, Bronzor, let's see, uh, let's do, let's look at some Pokedex entries, no mystery dungeon or anything like that, but let's, uh, let's, let's look at Pokedex entries for Bronzor. Implements shaped like it were discovered in ancient tombs. It is unknown if they are related. <laughs> X-ray photos were taken to check its body structure and nothing appeared. <laughs> okay. Uh, there are researchers who believe this Pokemon reflected like a mirror in the distant past. Uh, ancient, po ancient, ancient people believe that the pattern on Bronzor's back contained a mysterious powder. Powder? Power. And I'm pretty sure that's it. Polishing Bronzor to a shine makes its surface reflect the truth, according to common lore. But be, be that as it may, Bronzor hates being polished. We have some interesting lore here. So Bronzor hates being polished, but if you polish it, you can reflect the truth? No idea what that means. Uh, but, you know... It appears in ancient ruins. The pattern on its body doesn't come from any culture in the Galar region, so it remains shrouded in mystery. Weird. This Pokemon's so weird. Like, it's just, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, it's like, oh, it's a mystery. So they don't actually have to explain any lore. But like, you know, it's still cool. I like it. <laughs> um, let's see. Let's look at some Bronzor trivia. If Bronzor is turned upside down, it'll 
it will look exactly the same from the front, meaning its front has rotational symmetry, and it also has horizontal and vertical reflective symmetry. However, its back sprite only has vertical reflective symmetry. Okay. There's an unused sprite within Diamond and Pearl for Bronzor's back sprite, in which it is just a duplicate of the front sprite. Are you telling me that Bronzor used to have a face on its, you know, used to be just a face on the back? That's unnerving. I don't like it. I don't like the thought that it has two faces. Uh, in the games, all three commanders of Team Galactic that can be battled have a Bronzor. As as both of this Pokemon's abilities are used at the same time in Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Explorers of Time and Explorers of Darkness, and it wasn't weak to Ghost and Dark moves at the same time, or at the time, Bronzor doesn't have any weaknesses in those games. Interesting. And... Bronzor has the lowest base attack of all Steel-type Pokemon. You know, that makes sense. It is a psychic-type, unevolved Pokemon. <laughs> you know, a special attacking, already like not really that great at special attack because it's a bul- well, Bronzor is a bulky Pokemon, but also it's the attack stat that it doesn't use. What is its attack stat? 24. Its speed is worse with 23. Wow. <laughs> Speaking of its stats... Uh, let's go to the Smogon page for it. Um, let's look at... Okay, yeah, it, it doesn't have anything in uh, in Sword and Shield, but it does have something in Little Cup in Sun and Moon. Um, I imagine it's literally just going to be like a baby... Um, a baby Bronzong. This is written by Zaya with an X. Thanks to its huge defensive stats complemented by a good defensive typing and a great ability in Levitate... Bronzor is a decent defensive stealth rock setter. With reliable recovery and berry juice plus recycle, it is usually able to set up multiple times over the course of a match. Levitate is an awesome ability for Bronzor, as it removes its weakness to ground-type moves and means it can't be trapped by Diglett. However, nope, its typing also allows it to check hail teams, certain Abra sets, Shelter, and Rufflet. However, Bronzor suffers from a huge weakness to knockoff, which not only does not only does tremendous damage to it, but it also removes its only means of recovery in berry juice. This weakness means it can't check fighting types as well as it otherwise could, since they usually carry the move. Bronzor also has low offensive stats, meaning it can also be often be set up bait and is unable to threaten the Pokemon it checks. Lastly, it has a bad matchup against common spinners like Staryu and Drillbur, as well as a common defogger and Volibee, meaning it has a hard time keeping Stealth Rock up. Uh, and the set is Stealth Rock Setter, with Stealth Rock, Recycle, Psychic, and Heavy Slam slash Earthquake, with Berry Juice, Levitate at its ability, Relax Nature, which is uh, plus defense minus speed, level 5, of course, and oh my god, just an absolute mess of EVs, 64 HP, 4 attack, 228 defense, 4 special attack, 148 special defense, and 12 speed. What is the point of having it be so complicated? Is is Bronzor really that, like, meta-defining? <laughs> I have no idea. Little Cup is such an interesting thing to me. You know, it's like, am I ever going to play Little Cup? Probably not. Is, like, 99% of the people who listen to this podcast ever going to play Little Cup? Probably not. 
but I like talking about it. You know, I like looking over smoke on sets. It sort of helps me uh, contextualize competitive Pokemon battling. And it, it, it's fun. You know, I like uh, why let all the big boys, all the big Pokemon have all the all the glory with uh, with smoke on sets. When sometime we can we, sometimes we can look at uh, little cup Pokemon and, and uh, you know, just see what they do. I think it's uh, I think it's like a little bit of a deeper dive into some some very, very obscure Pokemon, um, you know, information. Anyway, uh, let's look at Bronzor's shiny. I, it's just green. That like, I I feel like I say that phrase a lot. It's just green, but I mean like literally, it's just green. <laughs> it's just green. It's literally just green. Nothing else changes. Its eyes don't change. Like like oh the the shades of the green you know like are they change based on the shade of the blue that they are, but it's green. I mean, like, it doesn't look horrible. And, like, it kind of makes sense that it's green because, like, it's based on a bronze shield, which will, like, you know, rust and turn blue. But, like, and, like, oh, maybe it's based on copper, which rusts and turns green, like real copper. You know, like the Statue of Liberty. But, I mean, like, it's not even the same color. It's just green. I feel like they couldn't think of anything different and just made it green. Um... I bet it doesn't look bad is the problem. I'm a little biased because I do like this Pokemon, but I'm going to say like, I'm going to say just like four out of 10. It's nothing crazy. It's nothing special. A little bit under average just because it's like, it's just green. <laughs> so four out of 10 is, uh, is my rating for bronze or shiny. All right. Now the clap. So the main, so the main topic today is interesting. Um, it's, it's kind of just going to be like a repeat of what I've talked about before, um, which is, of course, Pokemon Unite, uh, which I will probably be talking about pretty soon. <laughs> uh, I hate to say, not hate to say, but, you know, um, maybe even next time. I don't know if it'll be out in two weeks, but there might be a chance that next next episode will also be about Pokemon Unite. Specifically, this episode is about Pokemon Unite the trailer that dropped recently, the cinematic trailer, and and sort of just like a refresh on what this game is and, and how I feel about it. Um, Pokemon Unite is like... So if you don't know, it's a MOBA, like League of Legends, but it's a Pokemon MOBA. Um, and... First of all, the trailer was beautiful. The trailer, the trailer was very well done. I think it really showed the game really well. Um... Obviously, there was only a little bit of gameplay, but, like, you know, it's always nice to see some cinematic trailers from, from Pokemon. Like, cinematic trailers are always something good. <laughs> uh, and it was a fantastic cinematic trailer, actually. The Pokemon look really good, and it, uh, just very well done in general. Uh, and it really, really made my hype for the game much higher than I think it would have been if I had just started playing it before seeing this trailer. Um, genuinely. I mean, like, I really, I really, I think it's, I think it's really well done. Um, and like, obviously I know the beta was a thing. So like some of the things that I might say might either be wrong or already known about completely, but like I'm going off speculation alone and my very, very limited knowledge of MOBAs because like I've only played league of legends for like four hours <laughs> and that's it. But, like, I kind of understand the, the formula very, very basically. So, like, I understand what Pokemon Unite's all about. You know, it's sort of a team-based 
top-down game. You like you go, you defeat wild Pokemon in the area, you stop like the you know the the other team from doing the same thing by going and killing them or fainting them. Excuse me. Um, and then Pokemon Unite sort of mixes it up by making it a sports game where you have to score points into like a hoop, you know, um, while also making sure that your your team don't doesn't do the same thing. So it's it's more of a sport game than anything. It's like a combat based basketball game, um, which of course you know, uh, like a game like League of Legends is you have to destroy their, you know, like their whatever it's called like a huge crystal or like their castle or something i don't remember what it's called but that's the whole point you have to destroy their base essentially uh and pokemon unite is more so like score based so like you know you 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 score a point you uh you put the ball in the hoop and then you probably go back to the start and you try it all again you know uh it's like so once you do it one time it's not like the team is done for they can sort of bring it back so that's why it's much more of a sport than anything league of legends is like a one and done if you destroy their thing you win but i assume that pokemon unite is like on a timer you know you it's like it's it's score based instead of that so it's different in that way which i'm glad for because i kind of you know, I, I like that it's not just a carbon copy of League of Legends. Um, I like that it's sort of going for its own thing. Not that maybe, I don't even know if this is like a new idea, if there's other MOBAs out there that sort of do the same thing. Um, but I am someone who doesn't know anything about MOBAs <laughs> and I am excited for it. And, and and I think that's important. You know, I, I am, being a fan of Pokemon that I am, I've never shown interest in playing any MOBAs. Dota, League of Legends, I played for like a couple hours and I kind of liked it a little bit, but like I would never probably play it for a long time. Um, but I'm like genuinely really interested in playing this game. It looks fun. And I think that like the Pokemon skin over it is really going to help me stay interested in it. And like, that's fine. You know, I am okay with that. <laughs> I'm okay with like me not really being a fan of like if it were anything else just because I don't know if it could keep me interested but like the fact that it's Pokemon sort of makes me be a little more interested like for example uh Tekken obviously Tekken is a little bit of a of a a topical uh discussion because of of Kazuya and Smash um but I have never been interested in a fighting game ever before Smash. You know, I played a little bit of Dragon Ball Fighters and like, you know, I want to get better at, at fighting games. Um, and then I remembered that I played a little bit of Pokken and I really, really enjoyed Pokken for what it was. You know, Pokken was fun. I, I liked being a Pokemon and beating up other Pokemon. <laughs> you know, that was fun. I like to see all the little references and the, and you know, the callbacks and, and the Pokemon just doing their thing. And I think that like, that is the reason why I enjoyed Pokemon much more than like any other fighting game. Uh, and I, I like, that's a little bit of an outdated argument because I am, I actually did just buy Tekken, the newest Tekken, Tekken 7, I think. And like, am going to try and be good at it but we'll see how that goes um but but still i think that that you know i think that the pokemon skin of pokemon unite is really going to help me be interested in this game and i'm i'm hoping that i will be interested enough in it where i can sort of talk about it on this podcast um because it's coming out on switch in july 
Uh, and I'm most definitely going to play it on the Switch. I don't think that this is the kind of game that I would want to play on mobile. Uh, I think that the Switch is going to be the best way for it on like a controller, you know, things like that. Um, I, I'm much more, much more comfortable playing with a controller than I am with a mobile game. But like, I'm going to try it. You know, I'm going to play it. I'm going to, I'm going to play it for like probably a couple weeks, a couple days. And, uh, and probably and most likely talk about it on this podcast. Uh, and like I said, if it if it if if the time is well enough, um, I don't know. I don't know when it's supposed to come out in like on the Switch, but it did say July. So there might be a possibility that I talk about it next episode, but I'm not sure. Uh, probably the episode after, if I had to guess. Um, but like, but yeah, you know, I am excited about this game is what I'm trying to say. And the trailer definitely helped with that. And we've gotten a lot of information about what the game is, like some content in the game, like the available Pokemon and stuff. And the the playable Pokemon are hilarious. Some of them are hilarious. For example, uh, if I can find it, there is, uh, where is it? This is not, this is not the right, here we go. The playable Pokemon, as we know right now, Pikachu, Charizard, Snorlax, Crustle, <laughs> which is, so like, like, you know, obviously a lot of the Pokemon that you can choose are very popular. Greninja, Charizard, Lucario, Pikachu, things like that. But then there's like some random picks on here that just make me laugh and make me like genuinely really excited to play them. Like, you know, I'm going to go through the more popular ones first. Cinderace, Garchomp, Gengar, Machamp, you know, was in Pokken, uh, Venusaur, understandable, Lucario, Talonflame, and then there's a few, Absol, I guess it's also pretty popular, there's a few that just make me laugh, Wigglytuff, Cramorant, uh, Alolan Ninetales, Slowbro, Mr. Mime, Crustle, like I said before, and Eldegoss, <laughs> Which like call like I'm calling it now. I'm gonna main Cramorant. I'm a Cramorant main. I love Cramorant. <laughs> Just like the fact it's like, oh, you can play sports with Pokemon and like actually fight other Pokemon is so funny. And like, oh, who like what Pokemon are you gonna play as? I'm gonna play as Crustle. Everyone's favorite Pokemon, Crustle. Everyone's favorite Pokemon Cramorant, you know, it's, it's funny. Like there had to be some picks on here that are like very, very strange, very odd, but I I think it's, I think it's really funny. Some of the choices that they decided to go with, um, it's good. You know, it it makes me happy seeing some of these, some of these Pokemon getting some time in the spotlight, some Pokemon that wouldn't normally, I think, uh, get as much recognition as they, as they normally would like Cramorant and Crustle, um, and yeah, a very interesting pick. There's also apparently some Pokemon that are coming out later. Like I think Gardevoir. Well, Blastoise and Gardevoir. Yep. Um, some of those those Pokemon will be will be available, and I'm sure that they will be releasing Pokemon as time goes on with DLC. Um, not only are there new are there playable Pokemon in this game, <laughs> uh, but there's also skins. Which I don't know. I I mean, I certainly wasn't expecting it, mostly because I don't really understand. Like you know, I don't really understand the formula. I don't know if that was the a kind of game that would would have skins, but there are skins, and they're really good. There is a Lucario skin to make him look like Riley. 
There is a pirate Cinderace skin. <laughs> There's like a Power Ranger superhero Greninja. Mr. Mime with a top hat and a tuxedo. So very understandable. Like a Baker Boy hat wearing like postal, I think, Talonflame, which is adorable. And a Summer Garchomp with a scuba mask on, which is so funny. Knowing Garchomp being a, a, a ground dragon type and having him like be ready to snorkel is the funniest thing I've ever heard of in my life. And like, they're so good. I'm so excited. Like, I'm so excited to see like the skins because I don't think we've ever really had a Pokemon game that, that, that has skins before. You know what I mean? I think this is the first time that we're ever going to get like a customizable Pokemon game. Where you can you can put like a like a, a pirate outfit on Cinderace, you know what I mean? I'm excited for it because a a person, you know, the the like the I enjoy games like Gotcha games and and things like that and like Overwatch for example and and Team Fortress Two. I love skins. I love character customization. It's so funny to me, and and it surprises me so far that we haven't gotten a Pokemon game that allows you to do this. You know. And and I'm really, really looking forward to wearing these stupid outfits on these Pokemon. Especially a Pokemon like Cramorant. Like, what kind of skin do you think they're going to put on Cramorant? You know what I mean? That excites me. I Honestly, that kind of makes me more excited for the game than the actual gameplay. And, like, yeah, it's kind of unfortunate that, like, you know, the part that, like, costs money is probably going to be the part that makes me play the game more, but that's just how I am personally and how I know a few other people are, but it's what I enjoy in games. I enjoy the, the you know, the customization, things like that. I'm going way off, off topic on this. You know what I'm, you know what I'm trying to say here. I'm excited for it, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to the aspect of skins. I think it's going to be really funny, and it's going to add a, a good, I think, part of the game that I don't think any other Pokemon game will really have. Um, other than that, though, I don't know if we have any uh, anything else to really talk about with Pokemon Unite. Obviously, like I said, I will be playing it uh, and giving you my thoughts of it as soon as I possibly can, and maybe even playing it more in the future. We'll see. Maybe I'll become the best Pokemon Unite player in the world. I doubt it, but there's a chance. <laughs> Maybe I'll become absolutely obsessed with this game and spend 12 hours a day on Pokemon Unite. Who knows? I know there's some people out there who do that with League of Legends, so again, it could happen to me. Anyway, Pokemon Unite, I'm very excited for it. I think it's going to be a great time. I think I think it's going to be one of the one of the most interesting releases Pokemon has had in a really really long time, and I'm genuinely I'm genuinely really looking forward to playing it. I think it's I think it's going to be a great time. Anyway, you know me gushing about a game that hasn't even come out yet. Let's move on to the final segment of today's episode, which is, uh, of course, everybody's favorite segment where we talk about a random move every episode, Move Tutor. Uh, and today's move is an interesting one because, I, so uh, if, if you know me, I... Um, Usually what I do is I, you know, I, with, with the Move Tutor, I, I kind of showed this a little bit uh, with the last three episodes in the Lazy Saga where I did it on on podcast. Sorry, by the way, also, um, that I'm not doing that again. Me 
randomly generating the Pokemon and the moves during the podcast is a luxury that only the lazy saga uh, will be uh, will be subjected to. I apologize. Um, you'll have to live with me not randomly generating them on podcast and having them already pre-generated. Uh, but for Move Tutor, I randomly generate a, a number between one and like eight hundred. 70 something i forget the exact number uh and then i look on the list of moves page on bulbapedia and i of course assign that number to a move and the final couple moves the final like 20 or so moves are shadow moves from pokemon gale of darkness and coliseum and i've never gotten one of them until today (laughs) <laughs> and so so this is a new situation for me and for everyone obviously but i don't know if these are even moves that you can really talk about i mean obviously you can talk about them but uh th- this is this is a little bit of a of a you know of a of a, a guinea pig segment uh because i have no idea how this will go or if this move is even something i can talk about but anyway let's move on today's move is shadow storm uh from Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness. Shadow Storm is one of several shadow moves available only in Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness. Like other shadow moves, it is forgotten and replaced with other with another move once the Pokemon is purified. Shadow Storm uh, deals damage to both opponents. <laughs> as and as shadow Pokemon cannot be traded, and since Pokemon contests do not exist in Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness, Shadow Storm cannot be used in contests. Uh, the description of, of Shadow Storm is a shadowy aura is used to whip up a vicious tornado. Uh, Shadow Storm has a power, it is shadow type, uh, has a PP of not applicable because it doesn't have PP, uh, a power of 95 and an accuracy of 100. And that is pretty much it. There is a trivia though. Shadow Storm has the same power, accuracy, and targeting as Surf in Pokemon XD. So it's like Shadow Surf. And uh, I guess I could, I guess I could actually uh, mention which Pokemon do learn Shadow Storm. Uh, the Pokemon that are available in Pokemon XD as Shadow Pokemon: Primeape, Poliwrath, Hypno, Executor, Starmie, Mr. Mime, Electabuzz, Lapras, Dragonite, and Shadow Lugia himself. Uh, can all learn Shadow Storm. So it's essentially just Shadow Surf. <laughs> That's it. I it's Like a lot of the Shadow moves, I think, are just based on moves. You know, they're not, I don't think they're going to make a lot of new moves uh, for like the Shadow Pokemon, or they didn't make a lot of new moves for the Shadow Pokemon. Um, but, you know, uh, Shadow Storm is essentially just Shadow Surf. It also hits, uh, it, it hits both Pokemon. So, you know, it's sort of a double... Uh, a double battle situation. Um, yeah, I mean, just like Surf. So, you know, that is Shadow Storm. I still haven't uh, had the opportunity to finish Pokemon XD, as as you know, my save file got corrupted. But eventually, I will play it again, and I will talk about it. But until then, uh, Shadow Storm is, or the Shadow moves are sort of just an enigma that I think will be touched on at another time when I talk about Shadow Pokemon in full uh, in the Pokemon XD episode. But uh, for now, I suppose 
that is going to do it for me for today. I hope you have a wonderful day, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's not uh, back to the original formula, you know? I'm feeling a little bit on edge today for some reason, so I apologize if this episode is a little bit more jumpy, maybe a little messy. Uh, I've had a long day. I did a lot of talking because uh, in between recording this episode, you know, the back and forth parts, I did a session of a D&D campaign with some friends. Um, so I've been doing a lot of talking. I've been doing a lot of uh, a lot of socializing. So I'm a little bit on edge today, weirdly. I'm kind of stumbling across my words uh, a little more than I think I normally would. But I still think that this episode was uh, just fine. And I hope that you did too. Anyway... I hope you enjoyed this one. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day, and I will see you in the next one. Bye!